Welcome everybody to Exact Show. I'm here with Brian XSIQ, Eric, and our special guest today, um, musician, artist of the Strange Label, or Strange Music Label, Jerry Robinson. How you doing, buddy? What up, man? Thank you guys for having me today. Jerry, but I, I'm so happy you come on. Um, I, I now I, I'm just gonna get this out of the way. I I, I heard your music <laughs> recently, right? I have to say this. Um, this might be the best compliment I've ever given in my life. Well, <laughs> I haven't delved into music emotionally connecting to me like this your catalog since m the eminem show honestly damn uh, yeah That's I, 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 for real um i'm very I, i'm a little older now so it's harder to delve into new artists the older you get like but um i've gone down the rabbit hole of your stuff recently and i am just moved by everything you do i find it phenomenal and amazing so i just have to get out of the way all right thank you man much appreciated man thank you so much for checking it out dude shit means a lot no problem. So uh, what we want to do before we ask some questions, uh, you know, let's get a background of you. How you got into music in general before even hip hop. Uh, talk about your upbringing, man. Man, uh, basically, like I, I actually I was talking to someone uh, last week and, and a lot of these podcasts and these interviews like make me ask these questions where I've, I've never like thought of some of these answers before. Like, you know, what was the first time you ever listened to music? I'm like, man, who the fuck remembers that? You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, so like, um, like backtracking when I was probably like seven, eight years old, um, my pops worked in Queens. Um, so he was, in, he, he was in the city and like, he would come home with these mixtapes all the time. And they were like, it was, it was called Apple. And I've Googled it before. I don't know if it ever uh, blew up or it ever did. But, but this guy, Apple, um, I need to find him, by the way. We need to figure this out. But he had these CDs out, and it was uh, it was reggae music. So uh, he would kind of just, like, bring them home, like, here, take this, kid. You know what I mean? I got, this, I got this at work. And I used to just listen to it constantly. And my parents weren't big, like, music people. So it was kind of like – like, Whatever I got my hands on, like my cousin gave me a Wyclef CD. So that also goes to reggae, why I probably do reggae and all that. But uh, I had like a Wyclef CD, you know, I had uh, that guy Apple and I had like maybe two or three more. And like, that was all I knew of music. Like that was it. You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was just like, I had this and then I overplayed every fucking thing. And then when I, you know, um, got a little older i started you know listening to stuff but that was that was really the the initial you know what i mean was uh my dad just bringing home like mixtapes from people <laughs> hustling cds out of their trunk in, in queens you know and and i would think it was so cool like oh man this is and i knew in my head like i thought they, these guys were famous but they were just like guys in the hood you know trying to make it and, and in my head it was like this is bible like these guys are the coolest guys in the world you know you can't even google some of these fucking guys <laughs> um but yeah so that's kind of where it started and gave me an interest of like hey you know i want to make a cd or, or i, I want to make music you know what i mean i i hear a lot of the wyclef and reggae in like your music especially ego i get it from uh one of, one of the first uh times i heard you i actually said i could like put you in every place i'm at and you could be playing, um, whether it's just at, at a at a game or just in my basement chilling, or if I'm in Aruba by a fucking pool, I can hear <laughs> like so. I'm sitting. There, like, I heard when I heard Ego, I was like, oh my god! Like I picture no. myself with a. I'd hate to like say my drink of choice here. I, I picture myself with a Bahama Mama at a, Damn. <laughs> at, That's real. At a pool, you know, just like listen to yourself. So just the the difference of cultures affecting you is really cool, man. 
real cool. Yeah, definitely. I don't, um, as you see, like, as you're trying to say, basically, is I just, like, don't, um, I don't even understand the concept of, like, having a genre or doing, like, like one form of music. Mm. I mean, I don't under, I, I just never did. Like, it was actually a detriment, like, again, hindered me for a little while. Uh, I got offered deals from record labels and shit, and they'd be like, all right, listen, we're going to sign you, but we need you to make, like, a rap album. Or we need you to make a pop album, you know, whatever. Like, uh, I had a few different situations. So I would be like, oh, fuck, okay, I got to pick one. And these were, like, successful people. I'm not going to, like, name names or whatever. But, like, these are people I wanted to sign with at the time or I looked up to or whatever. And I would think that they said it. So I was like, oh, I can't I can't do all of it in one. I have to pick a lane else it's never going to work. Like, I've sat in so many meetings and they're like, it's never going to work for you until you pick a lane. Like, you, you, you're good. You got something. But, you know, it's too confusing. You can't do all of these sounds. And then I go to the studio and they come back with, with the records and they'd be the same fucking thing with all the sounds. And they'd be like, you can't do this. And I'm like, yo, that's just what I do. And then it made me like not want to be an artist anymore. I was just like, I, 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 every time I create it, it's not what it's supposed to be. And then I would try to make a rap song or try to make a pop song and without, you know, doing my own thing. And like, I would hate the fucking song. And they would maybe even agree to uh, put it out or sign it. And um, there was one or two, I actually turned down a deal, uh, you know, where a couple of years ago, where everyone, everyone, including my mother, thought I was crazy and was like, you, you know, you blew your shot. And, you know, I, I spent a couple months thinking like, man, I really blew my shot over... You know, just I, my whole thing was like, if I do a song that I don't like, and then let's say it is super successful, mm -hmm. and I have to perform it for 20 years, like I have to perform a song for 20 fucking years, the next 20 years that I hate. And mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what I'm trying to do. So I was like, fuck it. If I have to uh, compromise that much to do what I want to do, I, I might as well, for money, do something completely different. I might as well go work in an office and then do music as a hobby for fun. Mm -hmm. And that's really where it was at. It was like, I was making... Um, I'm a video editor. I, I, I direct and edit uh, music videos and uh, commercials and stuff like that. Uh, I was making money doing that. You know, um, I went to college for a little bit. I know marketing. I was working at a, a fashion line in, in um, members only. I don't know if any of you guys know members only, the, jet, the old school jackets. Um, mm -hmm. I was working with them for a while just, you know, as a job and doing music as a hobby. So, uh, you know, that was really, I just kind of felt like, fuck it. If I'm going to do music, I might as well just do the music I want, even if it's not going to be successful. Yeah this is what I like to do. I enjoy this shit. Um, and uh, that shout out to strange music, man. Cause they kind of saw it for, for what it really is. And they just let me be, be me. You know what I'm saying? And, it, and it's, it's working. So I want to go on. Let me just say this real quick. That's crazy to hear that. I mean, it is crazy in a sense, but not that you'll go into a label and they wanted to kind of put you in a box because like mm -hmm. if, to me personally, if I was a label head and I saw an artist like you where you have so much versatility, I would look at that more as like an asset than anything. Right. I feel like I could literally throw this guy on anything because you not having necessarily a lane, that is your lane. Yeah, Yo, thank you, man. That, that's dope. That's, that's a dope sentence right there. Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, through trial and, and pushing, it, it, it became a – that now 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 that's the narrative like mm -hmm. now it's like i talk to other people and uh work with people and that's kind of the the thing you know it's like oh man yo you could do anything but it is crazy that i spent years of that being a problem you know what i mean and um shout out to my wife my manager my girl fba we started up our own little uh company and um 
she was the one that, you know, the whole time was like, fuck these guys. Like, that's why she became my manager. She was just my girl for a long time, like years before we started working together. And like, I would leave the meeting and she'd be like, what? Like, she'd be saying what you just said. And like, she's like, what the fuck is wrong with them? And I'm like, yeah, that's like, you know, her thinking I'm great is like your mom thinking you're handsome. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was just like, yeah, all right, babe. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, these guys sell records and they know and, and I, I, whatever. So uh, she was actually, you know, we went to a meeting and I told, I, I agreed. I said, all right, you're going to manage me. Now you got to talk to all these guys at, uh, at these major labels and shit. And she went in there like, all right, you guys could, uh, excuse my French, you guys could suck a dick. We're going to go do our thing. <laughs> and I remember leaving the meeting like, yo, are you fucking nuts? Like I was writing. So, so here's where it works, right? As an artist, it was a, it was a, uh, it, it was a hindrance and it was no good. But as a writer, a songwriter for other people, now all these labels were trying to get me to write songs for other people. And they would take my best songs that I wanted to put out and they would, they would say, all right, you know, we don't like the rap part on this or whatever, but uh, we're going to take the hook and so-and-so is going to sing it. This girl's going to sing the hook. And then I would get, you know, a writing credit and a lot of times money. I was a ghost writer, as they call it, and making a living off like people buying my hooks. And then literally some of these songs would hit millions of views and uh, go platinum and whatnot. And I would get like a, you know, a couple thousand dollars for my pay for hire yeah. on the record. Uh, and that's just, you know, that's just like the game and learning the game and, and understanding. So they, they give you money. Like if you go to the studio and write a song and someone gives you $2,500 and you're a broke kid, right? And you wrote a song for one day and you're like, what? Holy shit, man. I'm, this is amazing. It's an amazing job. I could do this all the time. Not realizing that in six months, a year, these songs are going to come out and make millions of dollars. Right. And when you call up and say, hey, you know, uh, I, I just saw that, you know, that, that shit is top 10 on the charts. They're like, oh, yeah, we paid you your $2,500. You're out. And yeah. then I say, fuck that. And then you call a lawyer and the lawyer <laughs> reads the contract and goes, yeah, no, you're out. You know, so yeah. uh, <laughs> that that it turned into life. So there was a lot of like different valleys to get to this point of being able to just make my own music so fearlessly and say what I want and do what I want. But uh, yeah, it was just, it, you know, I thought I was a songwriter for like two years. I was, I would tell everybody I'm a songwriter. I, I'm not good as an artist because I do too many different things. Like that was what I told people. Really? You know what I'm saying? But, yeah. You know what? Even in, even in those scenarios though, where like you're walking into label meetings like that and they're saying, all right, we want you to be this or we want you to be that. You... <clears throat> It's, it's a great credit to you because you didn't compromise your integrity for that and say, okay, well, I just want to get a deal. I just want to get signed. I just want to be doing this. Yeah. So I'm going to compromise who I am and the art that I want to make in order to just make this money. And I think one of the more important things to realize, especially in artist perspective, is that these guys aren't necessarily the gatekeepers anymore. I mean, if you really think back to it, they didn't see Napster coming. So they're not really right. looking out towards the horizon and like, oh, what could possibly put us out of business? They don't know shit. Yeah. No, and, and that, that's what you realize, man. It's just a bunch of, um, you know, like the older you get, uh, you just realize like all these scary professional adults are just like fucked up kids that never, yep. you know, never really grew up. Now they got a suit and they might have gray hair, uh, but they still don't know shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. they're still just trying to figure it out. So, you know, in the, but, you know, to be fair, uh, coming up, you just, you know, I'm just like, damn, these guys are in a position to fucking help me or, you know, they have platinum records and I don't, and they'll tell you that shit. Like, I've been in the studio like, hey, man, maybe we should change this word or change this and, you know, dudes will be like, I'm sorry, uh, do you have platinum records or do I have platinum yeah. records? And you just shut the fuck up. That's you know what I mean? You just shut up. Yeah. You're just like, all right, cool. I, I shouldn't say yeah. anything, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so. 
But but like Jerry, really, really quick, like you said, they don't know shit. They never knew shit. That's wow. I'm I'm really burning every bridge possible here, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> no. But like seriously, the Beatles before they came into uh, America, their manager at the time, I believe, said you'll never make it. You know what I mean? And Cher yeah. was told she'll never make it. Cher's right. won an Oscar. She's won great. Like so, they really. It's like a manager who's never stepped in a batter's box trying to tell you how to hit. You know yeah. what I mean? Or like when, or like when Congress interviews Mark Zuckerberg, and they 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 don't even have smartphones, and they're talking about Facebook and the internet, and they're just they have no idea. No idea. Have. And and yeah. we listen to this shit, and now it's like, dude, it's like. You just said you just said something interesting on burning bridges. Like, I kind of uh, I walked around so scared to to burn any bridges, and, and I felt like that was a part of like going to be a part of my success. Of like, yo, I know how to keep relationships and whatever. But at the end of the day, uh, yes, relationships are important. But if that person isn't connecting with you like a human being, and you guys aren't like friends, and you're just there for business, that's not going to work, dude. Mm. It's not you're not, you, you might it might work for a short time or whatever, but when you really like for me, me and tech nine, for, for example, like uh, it's not like, Hey, nice to meet you. We're going to uh, work on some business together. It's like, dude, we, we vibed as human beings. We connected. And now I, I know him as a person and we can uh, business comes, you know, comes along with that. And that's why you win because it's easy to work with someone when you fucking know them. And you, I could call tech at two in the morning. Yo, I got an idea. Uh, you know, I was working with guys at labels that like, they'd be like, don't ever call me on the weekends, you know? And then it's like, <laughs> Put this, they just put this like social structure of like, I'm important. You're this little guy. Don't call me. So uh, fuck burning bridges. We do ourselves. I mean, you got like the Joe Rogans out there. Like Joe Rogan is not, is the biggest podcast in the world, right? You guys are doing a podcast, like yeah, yeah. biggest podcast in the world. No one owns him. He doesn't need any bridges. He doesn't need anyone. He doesn't have to, to suck the teeth, so to speak. He doesn't have to do shit. He just has to fucking do what he wants. And like, that's what's winning. And the problem is, and the reason that, you know, only, one percent or a few percent like don't fail at this shit is because they don't have the balls to do that they just don't have the balls like people are fucking pussies people are afraid people are scared and i was that part i say this not as like the big tough guy oh. i say it as like i i am that guy I was that guy and it took years and years of like wait hold on fuck this wait fuck that fuck this oh wait and and i'm coming to a point where it's like yo no one can hurt me no one uh also like no one could really help you either. It's all on you, dude. It's all on you. Like, who cares? If, if, if you're going to burn a bridge, it's like, just make sure that you don't want that. You don't need, you don't want that person. Even if it's like, I need that person. Like, you don't need anybody. You don't. You, you just need you, bro. You know what I'm also, saying? You need two, you guys right here and, and this. Yeah, <laughs> That's well, it. Two, two things, Jerry. Um, Brian, Eric, XS, I love you guys. Never call me at two in the morning. I'm not fucking answering. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Oh, you mentioned that uh, your wife now is um, uh, your manager, and she kind of went in these means to say, like, you know, put her foot down. And, yeah. and that goes – I take that um, into account with us being men. We're stupid. Let's be honest. Yeah. Men are stupid. Like, we are. So, like, you need a strong woman behind you. Um, there's times my wife will tell me shit like, you're doing something dumb. What are you doing? And it's just – fucking up. Yeah, men, we're just stupid. So we all need strong women behind us to make be successful. So I'm happy that worked out for you. And she stepped, she put her foot down in those meetings. Tell her I said that is awesome. Yeah, man. And, and sometimes uh, it just literally takes one other person to fucking see the bit. I mean, here's the thing. I had all these visions. She believed these things because I would tell her, yo, fuck that guy. Fuck this, fuck that. And I would go in the meeting and shut up like a bitch. 
you know? So like, that's, and, and, and that was, you're burning those bridges or whatever, or, you know, just financially, it's like, I was making money. And then it's like, you realize, yeah, you're going to keep making, uh, you know, if you're making a couple grand a song and you're doing a lot of songs, like I was do I was doing okay financially, but I'm realizing, oh, wow, I'm missing out on millions of dollars. So I can just, people stay in that game for their whole life. They just shut the fuck yeah. up write songs and they get paid and they pay their mortgage and they have their kids and they live their life and and they go on but uh and they know a lot of them know they're like yo uh yeah i know i could be getting a percentage of this but uh you know that's not what it is for me <laughs> and then they just keep doing it like i could have just stayed and kept doing that shit you know what i mean so um yeah she she definitely came through and, and, and she's a plus but i i kind of like I molded her like I would yell at her all the time. Like I'm like a fucking Tony Robbins wannabe Gary Vaynerchuk fucking. I, I I can't help it. I just like I hate laziness. I hate people who just like who just like sit or or complain. Like I cannot fucking stand. It. I cannot be around that shit because it's like I don't care if you're dumb. I don't care if you're smart. Like you could be doing more. Everyone could be doing fucking more, dude. Right. Like anytime you're sitting around playing a video game, watching Netflix, fucking doing whatever you're doing, like there's something that you could be doing that could be helping you and your family be better. You know what I'm saying? So I would do that to her and say, yo, I actually, um, by a chance me, I got to meet the homie Macklemore uh, three years ago, two, three years ago. That's when she started managing me. I went to LA. Uh, my friend J Jason Koenig took me out there and I was working on a project with him and he does all Macklemore's videos and now Ed Sheeran and Cardi B and whatever. He's, he's the goat on the video shit. But shout out to Jason. Jason took me out to L.A. and I got to meet uh, Macklemore and I realized that his wife was very integral to the beginning of his career and on like a managerial she helped print up the merch and independently. And when I got home, I, was, I looked at my girl. I was like, hey. I was like, yo, Macklemore's wife's out there doing whatever. So I kind of pushed it so hard that like I created a monster now. Now she's like, she's like fucking, you know, manager of the year and shit. But uh, I would just, yeah, I would just kind of just straight up every day be like, yo, you should be helping me. Anytime I lost the deal or I didn't get what I was supposed to, I'd be like, you could have helped me. You should have been on the phone. You could have, I can't handle this shit. And when it comes to business, I'm a savage and I run other businesses like, you know, a video company and all this other stuff. But I don't care about that. And I could be like, nah, here's what the price is, whatever. But when it comes to music, it's so, you know, it's so like right. sentimental to me, like that I fuck up and I'm just like, yeah, all right, cool. Put the song in the movie. And they're like, whoa, we didn't say the price yet. You know, I'm like, oh wait, yeah, sure. Like I, I just want my song in the movie, please. Yeah. You know, if it's, if it's a big movie and you guys are going to put it on the trailer, right. Which is situations that happened to me before. I'm like, dude, please put my song on the trailer of that movie. And I say yes before they even tell me what the money is or what the deal is. So I need that person to be like, hold up. Jerry, sit down. Let me talk to this guy. How much is he getting paid? Da da da. And like a, a lot of artists don't realize that. And um, it's not even that they're stupid or they're not business savvy. Like I, I studied business in school. I understand business. I understand numbers. Uh, but again, when it comes to my song being in a movie, it all goes out the window. And I'm like, yo, get that shit on a movie. Let's go. Let's go. You know. Yeah. And I just say yes to everything. When it comes, yo, you want to do a show? Yeah, I'm in. And it's like, damn, how much, where, who's paying for travel? I just, I'm down to do the show. You said it's 2,000 people, I'm doing it, you know? So, um, yeah, so there's definitely that side. And a lot of artists don't get that either. So they run around managing themselves and fucking this shit up. <coughs> Eric, I want to pass it to you if you have any questions. Yeah, um, since you are so versatile, how do you come up with the ideas for songs? Because the three YouTube videos I've been selling to a bunch of my, I've been uh, sending to a bunch of my friends, 
be someone in my sales in daylight. And they're all so different. different yeah. Mm. Right. So it's like when I sent it to them, like, this is the same guy. I'm like, that's one person that's doing all this. <laughs> like, so what needs to go from, all right, I wrote. It's like Cactus head. Jack, Mankind, and Dude Love. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I got a song called Monday Night Raw. Actually, I fuck, I fuck a wrestling when I was a kid, man. Heavy. Uh, I guess, I guess the answer to that is like when I go into the studio, like I never go in really. I'm not, I'm not usually the type to have like, oh, I got this idea. Like uh, some people do, you know, everybody's different. But like people come in, I got this idea. I want to make this song about this, this, and this, and you know, it's a, it has a clear vision on it. I go in there like whatever comes out is what I'm feeling that day. So if I'm feeling fucking, if I'm feeling like shit or sad, I, like it's just going to fucking translate. And I produce a lot of the music too. I don't know if you know that. I play piano and, and uh, you know, uh, I do drums and, and, and uh, engineer and, and mix and all that shit. So I, I actually take the, I start in silence and then at the end of it, it's a full song. It's the beat, it's the words, it's the, the everything. So um, it's like literally what I'm feeling. So if I'm like angry, like if my boys are pissing me off and I'm feeling betrayed, you're gonna have a song called Betrayal that day. And it's gonna be about like, fuck everybody, I don't need y'all. You know what I mean? And then if, uh, you know, if my grandma passes away or my, my cousin Michael, I don't know if you heard Michael's on my album, like you're gonna get, you're gonna get that. So it's like, I, I never really, um, I never really try to confine myself to like a genre or a fucking, yeah. or a sound or an idea before I go in. It's just like, here's what's gonna, something's gonna fucking spew out right now. And that's yeah. what it is. And you know what I'm that's what I'm getting, just getting that. Yeah, the videos are good too. Like the uh, Be Someone video, that's a very powerful message and whatnot. And I sent that to a bunch of people. What made you, did you have a lot to do with the idea for that video? <laughs> yeah, I mean, every video, uh, you know, video is something that to me, I love just as much as the as the music, you know what I mean? Um, and my team, my FBA team, with my girl, like we write all the treatments, shit, we write it down. But uh, yeah, that video was... Uh, that dude, Jamie Wilson, is a transgender um, per person that I've been where I was working with at the time. Um, he literally blew my mind because uh, you know right away I didn't really know or understand what it was. And then uh, you know he had a career or he sang a bit when he was a female, and then he transitioned to male. And it, it was it was mind blowing to me. And I was kind of um, I don't want to say ignorant to that type of shit, mm -hmm. but I just never knew a transgender person, you know what right. I'm saying? Or I think when we think transgender, a lot of people think of like Caitlyn Jenner, you know what yeah. I'm saying? They think of like one or two people. Um, and then you really meet like a human being and you're like, wow, this is a good person. And uh, you know, you start to get it more. Like all, a lot of times, all it takes is like, if you have some sort of preconceived notion, if anyone even in this room does, like all it takes is to talk to a human being and have them like explain what they, yeah. why or whatever. And then you're like, damn man, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why are people so mean to this fucking kid? Or yeah. why would right. someone Absolutely. Get? So um, yeah, so what I did there was, uh, was important. He had told, uh, he had told Tara too that, there's not if a transgender person is in a music video or in a movie or something like they'll be in the movie as a transgender person when what they really want is like Jamie just wants people to recognize him as a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he, he, he was a female. He transitioned. So now he's a male. That's it. Like, he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to call these people. A lot of people. <laughs> he wants to be a man. Yeah. A man. Just yeah. as a, he's a dude. Just, he yeah. looks like a dude. He talks like a dude, uh, <laughs> is a dude, and um, we just casted him as so. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's who he is. And uh, yeah. I thought that was really dope. So, yeah, a lot of thought went into that. And um, and we shot that shit, like, 
fucking two days with like zero dollars. I think it, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's never. Yeah. Shit, we shot that. Yeah, we shot that for for no money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, it came out really dope. Where was that? Where did you uh, shoot? Brooklyn. That that was at my apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, the okay. roof is is it's all yeah. It's all. Um, I lived in um, Bed Stuy, Brooklyn, home of fucking Jay Z and uh, Biggie and, and, Biggie and shit for a while. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I wanna uh, I wanna pass this to XSIQ because I know the drumming thing came up and uh, he's a drummer. So if you wanna chime in, man. Um. Yeah. Well, I actually have a different sort of question um so i recently started uh getting into making my own music myself kind of like scott's been saying um before covid hit um i started like going out and performing i put out my first um project in october and i got like four months in of like doing open mics before you know covid hit and stuff's kind of been a little bit different but um I guess my question is, um, it's probably hard to think back to like open mic phase for you, but no. <laughs> okay. Well, would you would you say like how do I word this? Like milestones going from like early game uh, of doing open mics to like the mid game of uh, kind of how you were explaining how you're writing. Uh, choruses and stuff, and then now you like landed at like the home destination, like Strange Music. Would you say it's right. like a combination of networking and also trying to like hit as many different spots as possible? Because I know you're from the city, yeah. Uh, and so, not necessarily networking in the sense of like label people, but like right. getting the opportunities to, like you said, like go to California with these people who you know direct videos and stuff like right. that. People um, who are like more working. That is number, you know. So number one, and networking is a, uh, yeah, networking is a is a weird word, right? Like so now networking, they used to be event. You have to go meet people. You have to physically meet people. Right. Um, I fucking. Um, I met a girl, like for instance, how I met Jason Koenig. I met a girl in a studio. Uh, she said, yeah, I work with uh, Macklemore. My eyes lit up. I said, Macklemore, I love Macklemore. He's dope, you know, da da da. She's like, yeah, uh, blah, blah, blah. So she started talking about, um, she started talking about her going on tour with him or whatever. And uh, she works with this guy, Jason Koenig, right? So I said, do you have his number? And she said, what? I said, do you have his number? And she was like, uh, I don't know if I should like give it to you. I said, oh, why not? To give it to me. And she gave it to me. And I called him on a fucking Sunday at seven o'clock. Say, what's up, bro? And that is what people won't do right, right. there. So mm -hmm. you, 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 could, you could pay for a seminar and you could like network and seminar and meet other people. and do, Or you could just be like, yo, let me go on this guy's Instagram. I'm going to DM this motherfucker every day until he writes me back. And if I see scene, that's disrespectful. You should at least give me a fucking emoji back. You've seen it. You can't say, hey, <laughs> you can't say I can't talk right now. That's rude, dude. So at the end of the day, um, that's a big component. Who do you want to work with? What do you want to do? Know exactly what the fuck that is. The reason I work with Strange is because we started FBA and then my girl convinced me to put out a little CD. It started, and this is also years after writing and all that shit, uh, sure. three, three, four years ago. So we put out a CD in 2016, 17, mind you. I thought that she was crazy. I said, no one is going to buy a fucking CD 
why why don't we put more money into videos and Facebook ads? Like mm. that's what people do. And in her mind, she said, no, that's exactly what everyone does. So let's go back and let's, you know, let's, let's do a CD. And I was like, that's a crazy idea. She spent a lot of money we did not really have at the time. And, you know, a couple grand on CDs and, and whatever. And we wound up selling all of them. We wound up selling out these shows. And we were doing, uh, I call it the first 300. 300 people would come to these shows and sing every word. And that was it. Nobody else knew who I was at that point. And it was, uh, it was powerful, but it was also like, we got fucking stagnant. So at the end of the day, I was watching uh, YouTube and um, I saw, I actually, I, I typed in, I was in a bad mood because we had, it was the fourth show, we did 300 people. And although the first show I was fucking on fire and I felt like, wow, I know my calling. I'm supposed to be an artist and not a writer. And this is it. All these people saying my words. Second show, cool. Third show, okay. By the fourth, fifth show, I'm like, damn, am I just going to do 300 people shows forever? It's never going to grow. It wasn't growing. It was just staying. So I typed in inspirational music stories on YouTube on like my fire stick. Like, I think that's what I wrote. Something like that at like three in the morning. And first it was like Master P and Dame Dash and Jay-Z. And then it was uh, Travis O'Gwen and Tech 9 I have never heard of Travis O'Gwen at the time. Uh, I've heard of Tech 9 because he's a fucking legend. I'm a fan. And I didn't know about strange music. I didn't even know what that was. Really? And wow. I'm looking at it and we're selling merch, man. We're selling like... 80 pieces of merch a month, which by the way, people be like, oh, that's like, sounds like 80 pieces of merch is a lot. That's another mm -hmm. thing too. Stop trying to get a million followers. Try to get a thousand people to buy your shit. Try to get a thousand people to buy your shit for $10. Yep. Don't try to get a million people to follow you for no reason. Right? So I was on that mindset. And then I saw the factories and strange music. And I don't know if everyone is familiar with what strange is. And yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. I was like a little kid. And you know what I said? <laughs> I said to Tara, I said, yo, get me a meeting with this man right here. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. Because she's just like, you know, she just, I guide the ship. She just, you know, I, I come up with the, the ideas and she gets them, she get, gets them done. So she, she, two weeks later, she's like, oh, I can't, I just, you don't know who those guys are. Those guys are like impossible. I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means. Just get me a meeting. What's the big deal? And long story short, eventually, uh, after emailing and emailing and emailing. And then she said, I said, did you email him? And she said, yeah, five times. All right, let me email him. And then eventually he uh, played 15 seconds of a song and it was enough for him to like keep listening or whatever. And we wound up flying out there and doing it. Point being, right? Know exactly what the fuck you want to do. That's it. Like, don't, I want to be famous. I want to go on tour. I want to make a hit song. No, with who, how, who's your fan base? Uh, who you working with, who produced it, who wrote it. You know what I'm saying? Where'd you record it? Yeah. Like, it's the same thing as like, uh, if you get in your car and you just put J New Jersey, if I, I'm in Kansas City right now, if I got my car and put my GPS in New Jersey, I'm gonna get to New Jersey. But if I want to go to your house, I got to put your <laughs> fucking address. I got to know exactly where the fuck you live and I'll get there. Guarantee you. If I put your one of your addresses in my GPS, I'll be there in 17 hours, 18 hours. I'll 100% mm -hmm. be there. I put New Jersey and you guys don't give me your fucking address. I'm not going to find you guys. I'm going to go out to New Jersey for two weeks and drive around until I see one of y'all and I'm not going to see any of y'all. But all I need is that exact fucking destination and I will absolutely 100% be there. It is no different in life with whatever you want to do. Obviously, talent plays a role. Uh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Uh, building 10,000 hours, that whole 10,000 hours shit sure. is real. It's real. That's a real thing. If you, if you want to do it, um, if I wanted to start juggling right now and I had took three fucking oranges, I would drop them all over the place. 10,000 hours later, if I literally put an hour a day, fucking five hours, 10 hours a day, 
I don't care. Even 2,000 hours in, if I saw y'all, I'd be like, yo, check this out. Guarantee I'd be able to put them up in the air. Guarantee. I don't give a fuck if you are half, uh, I don't want to use the R word, if you are uh, <laughs> not smart, you know, or, or smart, if you did well in school <laughs> or not. If you put 10,000 hours into juggling, I don't give a fuck. It, literally, a chimpanzee did that. A chimpanzee would be able to juggle. If, uh, if, if you want to rap or sing or make beats, 10, 000, so it's like, oh, did you put 10,000 hours in? No. Are you trying? No. All right. I, I got nothing to say. You know what I'm saying? That's it. Because if you put 10,000 hours in, you don't have to say you did. Everyone knows because it shows. And it's like nobody wants to put 10,000 hours in. And that's why 1% of people are successful in, in 99 fail. That's nobody I, love, I love the GPS analogy. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's real shit. Not the first time I used that one. That was a- no, that's fantastic. That's, that's fantastic. Like, when, yeah, that's an extremely you, in, influ- like inspiring. inspiring. Yeah, be a risk taker is what I took yeah. out of that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Like, no, fucking no go for it. You. No one's going to eat you, dude. Like, if you call, if you get a number, like, in, in, of someone you want to talk to, I know people who got numbers and emails like, oh, I don't know what to say to him. I haven't emailed him. Fucking email him, dude. Yes. DM him. Call him. <laughs> what the fuck is he going to do? Say, hey, you're a creep. Don't call me and hang up. Okay. Keep him moving. Who gives a fuck? Right. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> nobody, is, nobody is that important. Nobody is that important. I don't give a fuck who you are. Like, nobody, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not scared to speak with anybody. I don't idolize anybody. I don't care. Everybody is the same. It's just like some people put in 10,000 hours and shit and work hard or whatever. Some people don't, but like either way, I don't disrespect either side of it. It, No matter what you do in life, uh, I got love for you. I don't want to see anything bad happen to a living, breathing human. It's all good. But at the same time, I don't like when, if you work at, um, if you're a teacher and you wake up every day and smile and go, oh my God, I can't wait to teach this lesson. Oh my God, this is going to be such a good day. The kids are going to learn about fucking uh, the ocean today and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a super success to me. That's what a successful person is. If you're a teacher, you could have the same profession and you wake up every day and go, oh, fuck, you're not successful. So it's not about your job. You know what I'm saying? It's not about anything but your feeling towards it and all that so it's so that's that's what people don't get you know what i mean like oh oh this person is successful because they have money that person's miserable and their wife is fucking the whole town and they love their <laughs> wife and they don't know and they're being you know what i mean they're, they're being deceived every day that person just because they have money doesn't mean shit just because that person is uh has a successful music career they wanted to be a fucking golfer mm-hmm. they didn't want to do music there's people who have successful careers on accident that like get into shit and they're just really good at something, but they don't like it. There's, I know musicians, I know famous artists that are like, man, you know, I really, really like wanted to, uh, you know, go to school. I had a 4.0 GPA and I could have got into Harvard, but I had to go on tour and I really wanted to go to Harvard and I hate touring and I hate doing music. And the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm telling you, like, just because someone is successful in the eyes of, of people, you meet people and go, damn, and, and you realize everyone is just insecure. You realize some mm-hmm. of the, uh, I've sat with literally greats in the studio that have played me songs and been like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if this is good. I'm like, are you joking around right now? Or like, like what? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it, you realize people are just fucking humans. Mm-hmm. We all are basically the same. Um, and, and then I don't know if you guys are religious, I don't get into religion or politics, definitely not my music, usually not on podcasts. But lately I've just been saying like, I personally, and I am not pushing on anyone, I believe in God. And in, in my belief in God, uh, that's the only thing that I'm scared of is that like the rest of it is just like, 
bullshit. That that's I give it all to him, and it, whether I win or lose, like it's his fault. You know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't win. I didn't make a great album. He did, and if it failed, I didn't fail. He did. So yeah. uh, whether that's a crutch or whatever people say, like oh that's just a crutch. People, you sure whatever it is to you, um, I believe that you know one thing in common with all the people I aspire to be like that that one that won Grammys or did this. First thing they say is I I want to thank God. And I didn't believe in God for, for a while. You know what I mean? I lost a lot of friends at a young age. So I didn't believe in that. But, um, you know, I found that too. That's a big thing. That's a big thing that I move with. It's like, yeah, I can't, I'm not scared. I'm never scared. I'm not scared of COVID. I'm not scared of anything. You know what I mean? I'm just not, not scared. And if I die, I get to go see God. It's even better. You well, know what I'm like saying? If, so, I, if I pass away, I get to see all the animals I loved. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, my mom told me they're still on a farm somewhere. My cat Whiskers. Yeah, my cat Whiskers is up there. Yeah, Whiskers is gone. But uh, Jerry, well, you said like people are scared to do it. Um, um, as far as this podcast you're on right now, we're, we're essentially like, uh, we just started a year ago, and the amount of people we've had on, like we're extremely grateful for. Like 45 to 50 guests on rap artists, shark experts. Uh, we, you know, yeah. UB, DJ Hopper, um, just to, to throw out some people. And it just took messaging them. And now, like, it really was through DMs, like we DM'd you. And, it, you know, 90% of the time they might not respond, but so what? You shot your shot. Like, yeah. They, that, like, honestly, right. I know that's, like, so simple. It's like, of course, but it's like – Dude, that is like why everyone doesn't do shit. It's just like they don't do it. You just don't. You didn't ask anyone, and you didn't fucking tell your friends to come to, to come together and start a fucking Skype. Like <laughs> I, I actually, I made a vow that um, I would do every podcast that I am offered this year. I did. I've been. I've done every single one that I've been offered, big, small. One of them, I did one. I did probably four this week. One of them, I think, has seven fucking subscribers on it. You know, no one's even gonna watch that what? really, but. I, I spoke to the dude and uh, he wanted to interview me. I, you know what I mean? It's just like, why, why do we, um, and, that, and, and there's a lot of people like that, believe it or not. There's a lot of big artists that will do this, that will do anything because you know what I mean? That's, that's what this is. We, we're learning, we're figuring it out. This might be the biggest podcast uh, in two years. You guys might have the biggest podcast in the world and this, this shit might have 10 million views. Mm. I don't fucking know. You know what I'm saying? It depends how hard you go. You might have, you might just get that lucky guest that says some shit that goes super viral and right. now your podcast is, is popping. Right. You know what I mean? It, you never know, man. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's like you get in and this is everybody you get in your own way. There's nobody that's ever stopping you from doing anything because even with the messaging, like, all right, like we would send a message to you and we're like, Oh no, he signs a strange music. There's no way he's going to look at this shit. Right. You, immediately before I've even sent you anything, I'm yeah. already stopped. I, I, you're not going to answer. There's no way. You're too busy. You ain't got time for this shit. Uh -huh. Right? But we send the message anyway, and you respond. Yeah, that's and it. Like, and what it does is now that it, it gets rid of that, that belief of like, oh, this can't happen. There's no right. way that this can happen. Well, and most artists, like even for you guys in particular, most artists will look at your repertoire of artists and be like, oh, oh, Jerry did this shit, and so-so did it. Oh, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. That's how most artists move. You know what I'm saying? But um, but like now you got more people because you're taking that shit. I just say go fucking like it's just people really act like they're gonna die like if they make a fucking cold call and like <laughs> like it's like dude what is wrong with you dude like who cares like why do you care so much what people think like if they fucking think you're a cornball or if they think you're uh you're 
You know what I'm saying? Like, like what, what do you think? Well, I don't know what people yeah. think. Same thing, same approach with like single dudes. Like they won't walk up to a lot of guys, a lot of my friends, like they're not just going to approach a girl. Like, nah, nah, nah. They, they'll, they'll be like, oh, she's really hot. And they'll just sit at the other end of the bar the whole night until she leaves and be like, damn, I should have spoken to her, right? <laughs> that happens all the time. Like, what, I just, I, I cannot understand that. And I feel like I, I work to like rid that. And, and if people got rid of that shit, everyone would just run out, out here rampant, just doing crazy shit. But unfortunately, <laughs> most people um, are just scared as fuck of, of the world. And now the, the world is trying to make you even more scared. Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, wear a mask, dude. You know, like, like just be scared. Be scared. Everyone be scared. Yeah. Oh, you're not scared? Oh, wait, here's another reason to be scared. Like, fuck that. Like, no one's no one, the hornets. Yeah, no one's <laughs> the hornets. Well, yeah, that's like, dude, that's like watching the fucking news. I never turn the news on in the morning, at night, at any point no. of the day. Because if you go, like, all right, if I go to the gym in the morning, I just happen to glance over at the TV. All they'll tell you about who died last night, what building burnt down, who got robbed, who got stabbed. Why do I need to start my day with that shit? Why do I right. need to start my day with fear? And at the end of the day, yeah, yeah, it's nice to be informed. It's nice to know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's nice to like, okay, uh, so, so something blew up in, in, in Syria, you know, and, and like your heart goes out to people. But yeah. it's like, okay, read an article or see it. Keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Like, like my, my parents, man, they will put the news on. Like when I go, when I go visit my parents, dude, they just like keep the news on as is, it's like a constant loop. Yeah. Uh, and, and the news loops it just loops it's like yeah. literally like that's brain that's actually uh brainwashing like anything that loops like that it don't trust you know what i'm saying yeah. like anything that just goes over and over and over again you should not trust because it's just like yo you didn't hear it the first time or you don't believe it let, let me show you one more time you know mm -hmm. uh, if something's that powerful you need to hear that shit once you know what i'm saying someone yeah. told me yo there's a disease going around you know uh everybody's dying don't go outside what I don't need to hear that 18,000 times. You told me that once. I'm going to pay attention. So, yeah, it's, it's um, I, I, I just feel like the, the fear, um, actually, Travis O'Gwen, who is my, I, I told him in the beginning, um, I, I actually originally came to, he's my mentor, you know what I mean, for real, in the past, like, year, he's taught me more than, like, the rest of anyone has ever taught me in my whole life, really, so, which is crazy. So, I told, like, that one of the first piece of advice is, advice that he gave me um coming to Kansas City I said you know on some corny shit I say this type of stuff too like hey if you could leave me one piece of advice you know uh it was like I was doing a podcast with him and he was like uh he was like eliminate fear he said there's no return of investment on fear you get literally nothing back from it it is the most pointless emotion it is the most pointless thing to have and once you eliminate it everything comes true and uh that was fucking real as, as, as shit. And it's like, here's the thing. If like some dude at the supermarket tells you that, you're like, all right, bro. Uh, <laughs> where are the chips again? But when a dude who's worth nearly a billion fucking dollars and did all the shit that you're trying to do tells you some shit right. like that, it just weighed super heavy on me. It's like, yeah, fuck that. Like, what am I scared of? What the fuck am I scared of? That's the question you should ask yourself every day. Like, wait, what am I scared of? Why? All right, I want this. Like, everybody wants it. Whether it's material or not, right? Everybody wants a brand new car or nicer things or the better quality of life. We all do. I don't care if that's selfish or perceived a certain way. Everyone likes nice shit, right? We like to feel clean. We mm -hmm. like to get a haircut. We like to put on an outfit and feel good. So it's like, what, if you can't get all of those things you want, you have to think, what am I scared of? And, and there's something. 
there's something like you'll find it, but like no one wants to ask that question. But like you're scared of something that you're not making that phone call, like you just said. Like you're not fucking, you know, you're not going, to, you're not dropping that song on SoundCloud that you wanted to. You're an artist. I know artists that are better than me that are remarkable that have whole albums on their their laptops, hmm. recorded, ready to go, yeah. not yeah. out. They just don't put it out. Jerry, I want to say because you said that it took you a while to. Um, like knock the negativity like out and just you don't want to be surrounded by that shit anymore. Uh, one of the things I like in your music is the authenticity. When I look at anything music-wise, whether it's rap or rock, um, I like authenticity. I'm actually, to be honest, I'm never really like that into the type of I don't, I don't want to call it like this, like daylight, the, you already know that I'm the true, like the singing types of, I'm really never drawn to that, that much. Right. I feel like a lot of artists who do it, it's not really authentic. You though, yeah. honestly, it like comes off as so genuine to where like, there's so much fucking feeling involved. So like, was there negativity a lot in your, not, I want to say your life, but like uh, motivation aspects and writing that shit, like in my feels. And, like, yeah. when did you realize you had to just shut that shit out? Yeah, I came up, I mean, not to sound like every rapper ever, but I came up with fucking nothing, dude. Like, I literally, like, you know, uh, grew up outside of New York City and Long Island. Um, you know, we weren't, uh, I say in one line, like, like I didn't grow up, uh, I didn't grow up poor, but I didn't grow up rich. Um, you know, in the, in the way of like, we never had extra, you know, like I never had a fucking PlayStation or a, a, like, I, like my mother is a saint. My, my, I had a great uh, family life, but we just never had, I don't, I don't know a millionaire. I never met a, a person with a million dollars before. You know what I'm saying? All my friends and family all do the same shit and they all, um, you know, they, they all never seen anyone do what I'm doing now. They never, we, we have no fucking person to look at. Be like, hey, they did it. Like, I'm trying to be that guy. So yeah, there's a lot of negativity always around me. And what I learned early on, um, I, I'm into a lot of uh, self-motivational shit. You know, there's this guy, Earl Nightingale, or like, uh, I don't really believe in like, I don't know if you guys know The Secret or The Strangest Secret, the, the, the books, The Secret. Yeah. There's so much wrong with that. There, there's a lot of good in there, but I, I read all that stuff. But at the end of the day, um, Physically, this is real shit. And, and I don't know if you know this or not, but if you don't, this is a gem because physically, scientifically, your brain, it's like you said, you go to the gym in the morning, right? So your brain actually has receptors. Every time you have a negative thought or you are sad or upset or mad, there's like these things that float around like this and they go like this and they lock in. Every time you're sad, they lock in on your on your left side, right? They'll lock in. Don't quote me to the sides. I don't know, but I, I'm not I, I'm not a scientist. But what I do know is this is facts. You can Google it to your own way. So there's receptors. Every time you're sad, they lock in, and then on the on the other side, when you're happy, they lock in, right? So the thing is, the more you are sad or happy, either way, they just automatically start to come together more. So every time you don't feel good or you feel negative or you feel uh, sad, even down to like, let's say you well this is a good thing for a pandemic, but like a concert or a trip, or uh, you're going to see the girl you like. Every time you feel like, damn, life's over, life sucks, I'm in a bad mood, think of the concert coming up. Oh, I got that concert coming up. Oh, I got that trip coming up. Oh, I'm gonna go see so-and-so, okay. And then try to focus on that thought. Just think of a thought that makes you not feel that way and push because you could actually like going to the gym. You work your fucking mind out. And then eventually, if you keep fighting that fucking thought, because I, I suffer from depression, dude. Like I, I was suicidal and shit. Like I just wanted to, to, 
I just wanted to leave. Like I was just like, I did not want to wake up in the morning anymore for I'd say maybe five years ago. It was probably a good year and a half. I went through where I was writing and everything and everything I was writing was blowing up. You know what I'm saying? And all these people were making millions of dollars. And I felt like, yo, I missed my shot and I'm not good enough to be involved in that, I guess. And you hear your words being sung by someone right. and the song's big and like no one cares about you and you're just a piece of shit. So, I, you know, just dumb shit where I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm drinking a bottle of Jack Daniels and I'm sitting on my kitchen floor and uh, I'm feeling horrible. And then, you know, uh, reading, reading this material and saying, damn, you could actually physically train your brain like the gym. I don't think a lot of people understand that, like how true that really is. So like at this point, I feel like I went so positive. It's like, fuck that. I, the negative doesn't even seep in anymore. As soon as a negative thought comes, it's like, fuck that. Why am I doing that? I'm out of here. But it took years of like feeling sad, being down and going, no, 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 no. Don't like literally say, don't think about that, Jerry. Don't think about that right now. Why are you thinking about that? That's not helping you. What's helping you is let's think about you got that concert coming up. So let's make a post on Facebook about your concert and then, you know, get that endorphin of what that one person that's like, hey, I'll be there. Like, hey, thanks. You know, like I needed to make that post at that time. Make a post, though. You know what I'm saying? Make a post. Yeah. If you're feeling shitty, just don't don't tell everyone your fucking problems. That's annoying too. Nobody wants that guy. But <laughs> say something. You know what I mean? Say yeah. something. Be like, you know, hey, what'd you guys think of the last podcast? When you're feeling down, because you'll get that one person a comment that goes, "Oh, I really liked it." And then you say, "Cool." Now you're talking to that person. You're a little bit out of that. You're a little bit out of that state. So just take proactive action to, uh, you know, to to fight it and then it will just eventually get stronger the same way if you lifted weights you can't do it right now in fucking six months you're gonna lift that shit up it's the but same it's thing like it's developing new patterns because when you your mind is constantly trying to make routine yeah. even with your day you know anything that you do so the same thing goes with your thoughts if you're constantly in the negative wouldn't it make sense that you're gonna keep going down that road but you get used to it if you do what you say, like, okay, you have a negative thought come in, you're like, nah, fuck that. And then you think of something else. Over time, repeatedly, just like going to the gym, you're going to grow muscles and your brain grows muscles in the same way. It's, it sounds like it's the simplest fucking thing in the world when you put it to a physical, like, mm -hmm. like muscle or your arms or your legs or your chest muscles. If you do that, everyone, everyone gets it. When you say that to people, they're just like, yeah. Like nobody wants to hear that shit, but like, and I'm not, I don't know the science of it. There's way more, it's way more interesting. First off, the human brain is the only thing that we can't fucking recreate. We can't reverse engineer it. Like no one, no scientists, we don't know how this shit works up here. You know, that's why I do believe in God. That's my sole reason. Who made the brain? I don't know. I'm just going to give it to God because like who made that? It's very complex the, the way it's done. Um, and we, it's literally the most powerful fucking tool on the planet. It is the most powerful thing. It is what makes us different than uh, fucking animals. You know, we, the animals wake up and they, they're hungry and then they go eat and then they go to sleep. Like we think, we feel, we're sad, we're happy. We have ideas that like we could take something in our head and then make it occur. Like animals can't do that. No one could do that. Nothing else could do no, that. Hold so, on, that we know of. That we know that of. That we know of. That we know of. Fair, fair. Yeah, that's true. Too. That's, a whole, that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's yeah. Yeah. Jerry, now you said you weren't really familiar with strange music that much. You knew who tech was. Um, yeah. Did you realize you were walking into a powerhouse after you heard some of these dudes spit, like Chris, Recognize, uh, UB, got him. Like, I, yeah. I mean, did you get into soon? Like, where the holy yeah. shit? Like, I really need to bring my fucking A game here. Oh, absolutely. Actually, um, so we went. I went on. I went to Strange. I went to Travis and Tech on like some Shark Tank shit. 
because um, FBA is my, you know, strange at the time, right? I'm releasing music right. through there and we're selling merch. This is, I'm tattooed on me. This is my whole entire fucking existence. And I'm like, fuck every label. Now I'm at that point, by the way. Before Strange, I went from like, I worked for all the labels. They fucked me over. Then I started my own shit with my girl, me and my girl against the world, Bonnie and Clyde. Fuck out my face! We're taking over the game, you know. And, and I'm not, I'm not signing a deal with no one. I'm not making another dollar from anybody else unless it comes from me. That's how I felt for three years. And we were paying the fucking, you know, we, we were paying the rent and moving. Like we were actually like surviving. Where my girl quit her job bartending, you know. what I'm saying I was like, damn, we're doing this is our business now. So uh, we walked in there, and when I saw it, our first pitch was like a Shark Tank thing. Like, hey, we want X. Uh, X investment for X percent of FBA and da da da. And FBA also has, uh, we, were, we were working with Jamie Wilson at the time, who's in the Be Someone video. And if you follow Jamie, I think Jamie's up to 600,000 followers and Heidi Klum and uh, Amy Schumer's support and follow him. And you know, so he, he's, he's got more following than I do. I work with, uh, you know, Justina Valentine. I was on short tour. She's from Wild and Out. So I'm trying to put all these people together and call them like, yo, you know, FBA, da da da, and, and I'm trying to put together this package so he could see what we're doing and invest, you know. And, and uh, he was down, he was like into it. And then he started really tuning into what we were doing and my little 300 people shows and my music. And instead of investing in FBA, uh, Travis came back and said, Hey, we want to sign Jerry as an artist to Strange. And I was like, what? I was like, me? No, 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 no. I was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just like the little guy on the label. There's bigger people. We want to do the whole label thing. And uh, like you just said, once I really got into it, started like seeing what it is. I was like, damn, this is a fucking honor, dude. Like, I feel like you don't say no. You know what I mean? There's like <laughs> the amount of people that, that have. Um, so, so basically you get, you know, you get to where you want to go sometimes, like not even deliberately trying to get there. That was oh, not, yeah. I did not want to sign the strange music in the beginning. That wasn't my thought. I just didn't even think that was a possibility. I was almost so far past the idea of something like that. I, I wasn't trying to get a record deal at that point. I was mm -hmm. like, fuck record deals. You know what I mean? But this isn't, uh, this, this is one of one. You know what I mean? Strange music is yeah. one of one, dude. That literally, there's nothing like this. Like we don't, yeah, they, they don't comply to any sort of fucking, I mean, my music, for instance, like, like we said before, even just, that was my main thing. Oh, you want to sign me, but are you going to change up my, do I got to do a rap record? Oh, I get it. Right. I got to do a rap record because I'm strange. And uh, Tech came into office like, dude, we want to sign you to do you. He's like, we want you to do the shit that you do. I'm like, what? I was like, you sure about that? Like, I thought there was a catch. And, uh, you know, it's been almost a year now. And uh, just the realest motherfuckers in, in the world. They're that real, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. you so could argue, I knew it was a powerhouse right away, of course, man. You could argue that. I mean, obviously, you have, like, shady records from, like, the early 2000s. But you could really argue strange music has the... Uh, you put them in a room, bar for, yeah, bar for bar. Yep. If you put that lineup in a room, not a lot of people could fuck with you guys. I mean, 100%. that's just for me. Yeah, and that's... uh, You know, what's funny is I, I didn't really look at myself as, like, a, a rapper per se at that point. Cause like, I don't know. I don't really know what my, you, you know, you know my music. So if you listen to my music, it's hard to just say like, I'm a rapper, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just felt like, oh damn. Like, like you said, like, yo, I got to step it up. And, you yeah. know, and, and I was, I was, they was, they were scared. Like, yo, don't get caught up in that mentality and then try to be like the fucking the best rapper in the world. Like <laughs> do your music. And um, yeah, so, so there was, there was that too. There was like a month or two where I was like, yo, I think I need to just, become a better rapper, you know, being around these motherfuckers <laughs> spitting like that. Like, I'm like, damn, I don't even know if I deserve this shit. And, uh, <laughs> you know, there was like a moment of that too, but, uh, 
then I realized what I what the reason I deserve it is is because of the uniqueness of what I do. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, uh, exactly. And just continue to do that. You know what I'm saying? And and that's what's been winning. So yeah, but uh, man, so much love to everyone, dude. They like it really is like a fucking family. Like Strange Music is is mm. the realest fucking people I've I've ever met. And like, there's no reason for them to not be real. It's like why even talk to me? Then why even you know what I mean? Like they don't even have a reason yeah. to fucking talk to me. You know what I'm saying at all? So. At the end of the day, it's just like uh, the only reason they're there is because they really believe in the shit and, and they really understand my vision and they get it. You know what I mean? So but that's that's like a that's a perfect fit for you because Tech came up doing his own shit the whole time. Yes, exactly. Taking, well, I think that's taking, where he was the taking. A, yeah, he was taking a mic with a with an amp to a park and just rapping for hours, like yo, some of the craziest shit. You know, he would he he would still do that too. That's why I love that much. Yeah, I would imagine <laughs> he would do that shit. Crooked, I actually tweeted like something along the lines: "What more does Tech have to do to be considered one of the greatest of all time?" Like it's true too. Like really? it's unreal. Like yeah. you get the. I think just because like the major label, even though Strange is, yeah. but it's not. You're not gonna hear it on Hot ninety seven or right. Right. You know, they don't fuck with us. Like on, on, see, that's the thing. Right. Like even the the blogs and shit. You know what I mean? Like they they're just their own shit. They're one of one. Right, and that's what's amazing. Did, I love. What it. year did he start? When did? What year did Tech like <laughs> start rapping? Nineties. I think the eighties. Tech was signed 80s, to. Um, Tech was actually signed to Quincy Jones, which is really. Uh, Quin yeah, Quin I mean, I don't know if you guys know Quincy. Yeah, Jones. Quincy Jones know, yeah. is um the Quincy actresses. Yeah, yeah, I know Quincy. Yeah, Jones. Not a lot of people know that. And um, and the thing is, and the thing is, like that was in the same way I was working with uh, Universal and shit. Like that was not his fit. Like right. it was, uh, you know, he was fucking with like Tupac and shit at the time. Like Quincy Jones was fucking with Tupac and shit. So Tech, yeah. Tech knew Tupac well. You know, they they met a couple times and they were kind of in the same, uh, you know, label. I don't want to speak too much on that. That, that. that would be the quote. Jerry Robinson says Tupac. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. But what? But yeah, they, you know, they they were about the same shit, and um, that that wasn't really the you know correct route for him. You know, yeah. even though he had that deal, so it was like he he what. He was doing it in, you know, I think 96, 97, 98, and Strange formed in 2000. It was like just finding that. I think that when you say that the greatest of all time, it's so subjective. It's like to right. who? To, right. who? Yeah. to publications that I don't even think um, matter at the end of the day because it's like there's so much different things. Like, they, like, like I was giving Joe Rogan as an example before. Um, I read an article the other day that said that being on Joe Rogan is the fastest way to notoriety. So mm -hmm. like Joe Rogan has more power than any record label, yeah. any fucking yeah. deal, like TV syndication deal. Yeah. If Joe Rogan say, hey, Jerry Robinson, I want to interview you, my life would change more than say Fox putting me on a fucking sitcom. Yeah, right. Like that's crazy. Jerry, I would, I would hope you. I would hope you would say, "I'm sorry, I'm busy with the true exact show tonight." <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If Joe Rogan no. hears this. I, I did not just say that. No. I'm a huge. I'm a huge Joe Rogan fan. I actually just made a for men. Yeah, I just made a, a Joe a, a, a Joe Rogan freestyle thing that I'm gonna drop. I'm actually gonna drop probably next week. So, are you I'm allowed to say that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I, fuck, I love Joe Rogan, man. I, I could listen to that yeah. shit. Like, I, I'm on the road a lot. And, like, oh, I do sure. music every second. So, like, I like to put in my headphones. Sometimes I like to not put music in my fucking headphones. Right. So, yeah, I totally agree. I, lo I love that. I love 
a lot of podcasts, man. I'm a big, I'm a big podcast like Buff. So that's why I said I'll do every podcast because mm-hmm. I like to, ju- I like conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah, this this cool. talk has been pretty fucking amazing, man. Like you yeah. inspired uh, us all. I mean, me personally, like I love hearing your guys' story. I know, like Eric was like, I want to. Eric loves your shit, and he was like, I want to yeah. just figure out this dude. I think yeah, we did. I want to know about yeah. Like, you, no more about like, I mean, I, yo, honestly, the goal is the goal with like, especially 2020, the album, the whole album, like. My goal was like, if you listen to it, I, I remember when I was younger, I was like a little kid and uh, Eminem, the Slim Shady LP, maybe I was fucking shit. I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know um, how old I was, but I was, I was obsessed with that. And I remember thinking like, I knew so much about that dude from the Slim Shady LP. Yeah. Like I knew that like his wife's name's Kim. He's got a daughter named Haley. He right. came up in her trailer park. He right. fucking struggles with drug addiction. He fantasizes about chopping people up with chainsaws and shit. Like, I, you just kind of, like, knew this motherfucker. And I yeah. said that, like, you know, on this album, I was like, I just want to make sure I say enough to the point where, like, when someone listens to it, they know me a little bit. Like, they could be like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then I feel like, generally speaking, like, a lot of the interviews you have doing, people are like, oh, dude, you're like the guy in the, the thing. I'm like, perfect. You know what I mean? Like, I did that. Because... Yeah. It was even to a point where I was picking songs to like, I rearranged some of the songs. Cause I have, I literally like, I know a lot of artists bullshit or whatever. Like I'm definitely not here to bullshit anybody, but I have like a thousand records probably like, and I feel like they're all equally the same as what you heard on my album. You know, like I could just keep releasing songs for Like if I died, I, I got like 15 fucking albums. You know what I mean? Like the new Tupac. There's every year. Made, <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. I made two songs last night that I think are fucking dope. You know what I mean? So, um, like, it, like, I just wanted to make sure that because I'm just making songs, I'm like, yeah, but I want to make sure that these people know a little bit about me. And, uh, you know, I feel like I, I'm missing that in a lot of artists that I that I like. You know what I mean? A lot of, uh, even like good rappers. Like, you can be a good rapper. And I'm like, yo, this person's got bars, yo. They wanted the greatest. But I listen to the album and I'm like, who is this dude? Like, what is he about? Right. Yeah. And when we were there was a lot of concept albums to where, like, you'd have 18 tracks of people kind of like explaining them as a person. Now it's more like eight songs and they're all all over the place. Like, um, uh, you know, so I, I get what you're saying. You, you were more intact with who the person was back then. It felt like. Yeah, I think so. And then I was like, yo, if I have, you know, because you also realize, like, I, I don't know if you guys seen like Backburner. I have a video called Backburner and like we rented a uh, vintage um, Rolls Royce, and that was a vision like I had. I was like, you know, I want this uh, like vintage Rolls Royce and this classy like 1920s slash 2020. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. That was the vision. So it's like I got like I forget what I forget is that what you say in the music is so fucking important, and, and there's a uh, responsibility that a lot of artists lack. And it's like these kids to to close that point. These kids hit me up like, yo, you still drive the uh, the old Rolls Royce? You know, like that's in a music video that I rented, but there's 13 year old kids and they think I'm running around riding in this fucking old road Rolls Royce every day. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you, it makes me like, it's like Eminem, the way I am. Like I was, I was a young kid. Like he was uh, falling from the building in the video. Yeah. Like I didn't know what a green screen was. I said, yo, did he really jump off that fucking <laughs> building and survive? That guy's crazy. So like, you know what I'm saying? So that's the, that's the type of shit that um, I'm like, that's scary. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I have to be conscious of that type of shit because these kids are 12 and 11 and they're fucking listening to this and they think that what I'm saying is Bible. They're not saying like, oh, he's just fucking around, you know, whatever. It's like, nah, dude, if I say like, you know, like even like 
some of the evidence stuff. Like I learned what fucking Vicodin was and STDs and shit, you know, yeah. like, um, and, and I'm, I'm not necessarily, that's not really, I don't want that to be my place in, in their life is the guy who told them about fucking, you know, the, 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 the negative shit. They could just watch the news or go on fucking Google for that. But for me, it's like, I'm going to tell you the other side a little bit and be like, Hey, you don't have to submit to all the fucking social norms and, and you know what I mean? And, and be miserable your whole fucking life. You could do other things. You know what I mean? So whatever. Yeah. That's just, that's just a point I realized like, damn, these kids really take it serious. I forgot about that. I forgot how serious my, my uh, 11 year old self took, that shit. Right. Yeah. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, um, we like to do one final thing. It's called Gun to Your Head. Uh, before we do that, I'm going to go one last round table. Brian, uh, XS, do you guys have anything? Uh, no. I mean, any other questions that I thought of, we kind of like yeah. answered them in the responses of things. <sighs> Dope. Are you, yeah. are you living in Kansas City right now? Yeah, I'm actually. Um, I'm actually like right around the block from strange music and uh, I'm living here for the next couple months to do, uh, to work on another project. But uh, yeah, this has been like the main, honestly, it wasn't really necessarily certain until the pandemic. Um, but man, a lot nicer to be in uh, Kansas city, Missouri than New York city during yeah. a global pandemic. Right. I found that out. So yeah, it's definitely a, a more, yeah, a different vibe here. So yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm in Kansas City now. Yeah, I worked in I worked in the city until the pandemic, and the subways, the train, like NJ Transit, Times Square was empty. It was like some I am legend shit. It was the craziest thing ever. I went back last month, man. I went to Times Square, dude, and yeah, it felt that way. It's, I think it's still, to be honest, it probably still does. I think uh, mm -hmm. Manhattan, and I don't know about Brooklyn and shit. Brooklyn, it was like block parties. Like <laughs> Brooklyn was like there will be so many dope like documentaries and movies and shit made about this year man yeah oh yeah like just just the underground the underground uh shows that i seen and shit going on like in in the city you know what i'm saying yeah. but yeah i went to times square i went to penn station dude and i cried because i never ever seen since i was a little boy i was in penn station fucking four times a week my whole life and and i've never seen it like that Ever. Yeah. I just never seen nobody there. I, did. I didn't think it would do that to me. It made me feel fucking like apocalyptic. Yeah, I am legend shit. It really did. And, and it, yeah, I was like, damn, man. It was. It, it's a lot. You know, so it's, it's a lot in New York. So yeah, shout out. You guys are in Jersey though. Is Jersey okay? You guys are open, kind of back to normal. Uh, it's all right. The restaurants are suffering a bit, obviously. But um, listen, man, it is what it is. You know, uh, yeah. it's, it's it's it sucks. It, yeah. it could oh, be worse. No. I mean, like yeah. we're we're alive, right? Yeah. Hey, Jerry, I gotta yeah. take I gotta take the negative and move to the positive. <laughs> yeah, move that. <laughs> there it is. It's you should you should speak at colleges and shit. But I have, I have one more question. So since you kind of you signed last year, twenty nineteen, right? And yeah. you you released the album twenty twenty. Do you think? How do you think? Where do you think you would be? This is like a shitty question, I guess. But like, if the pandemic didn't happen, I feel like you would have gone on tour more people would have seen you like do you yeah. but did you kind of maneuver that like how did you maneuver that like release more music on youtube because that's really i mean it, it, things are different you know yeah. every year i feel like now people are attracted to youtube like brian was over the other night with my roommate we're showing each other youtube rap videos like we're 15 again we're like look at this slide did you see this video you know like right so just, i think i think it, it's that way maybe maybe there was some silver lining of like more people were home to stream it there was also a lot of artists chose to at that time i dropped 
I was dropping like EPs and shit right when it happened. I dropped the daylight video with tech. I dropped it like the second day we got like locked down and everybody was flipping the fuck out. And I literally felt bad. I was like, oh man, like who cares? Like, I, I, I think I made, made a post like, hey, like, hey, uh, this video just came out. Sorry guys, I didn't mean to. All right, bye. Like, I just felt like, dude, I don't even want to fucking bother people with my yeah. shit right now because it was that crazy. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I missed out on a lot. Yeah, we would have did the uh, Interfere tour. I had a lot of dates on there and uh who knows man maybe i'd be the biggest artist in the world if the pandemic didn't happen yeah. or maybe uh or maybe not I, I i really don't know um i think there was definitely some positives that came out of it too though you know what i mean I, I think people got more now it's like when i you know at the point then doing shows to now it's like wow i have a lot more people to do shows for then yeah. I would have just jumped out. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I grew a lot. Like there's thousands and thousands of people that became like hardcore fans in the past like couple months. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean, there was definitely sad days where I knew I was supposed to be like on tour and like I was stuck in the yeah. crib and like I'd get the notification of like what city I'm supposed to be in on my phone and just have like a bad hour of like, just don't talk to me right now. So <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But uh, we're just human, man. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, excess. Uh, any questions before we get to the gun to your head or no? Um, well, it's more of a comment, I guess, but it's just pertaining to the whole, uh, like, the eliminate fear, uh, like, mindset. Yeah. And I just, I, I love it because it resonates because, um, well, I've been playing drums pretty much my whole life, like, in total for 27 years now. I'm 30 years old. Um, but my, like focus like my craft has been in rudimental snare drumming which i've been doing for the past 15 16 years and yeah. i've been teaching it i've been teaching it for the past 10 years and i teach a, a, a local high school uh drumline okay um and literally for the past 10 years i've been teaching my high school students that you know when it comes to drumming not just drumming but also performing and being on the field in front of people you can't approach it like, um, you know, I, I hope you like this. You know, you, right. you, have, you have to approach it like you have something that they didn't even know that they need in their life. And you're just mm. like, boom, here it is. And right. it's just, I guess the thing is, that's like, that hit me. It's like, it, it's, it never, it never fails to blow my mind. Like with more people that I speak to who are doing this music thing, even though it's completely separate from drumming and drumline, there's Not so really. many, yeah. there's just so many parallels that I've been seeing that apply to this rap thing, and right, it's just really cool. Well, like that, like you, I like that advice. Just to, to, well, sometimes also it's about, uh, and in no disrespectful way, I say it to myself all the time, like take your own advice that you give to the kids, like like do it exactly. And that's yeah. why it's like blowing my mind that I keep hearing this shit. It's right. like, I, yeah. gotta, I gotta practice what I preach a little bit here. I was always a preacher. I was depressed. I was depressed, fucking, you know, trying to thinking about suicide, but I'd still be like, yo, man, you gotta go out there and get your dreams and then go home and fucking cry by myself. Like, mm -hmm. I always, always did that. And it's like, wait, why the fuck do I tell people this? And I don't think that way. So I, I get that. And um, what was that? Oh, oh, you gotta, yeah, like, like what, what'd you say? You show up, like, I like that. You show yeah, up. It's like, like, you just, you just don't approach it like, here, I hope you like this, you know? You oh, gotta approach it like, they didn't even know that they needed it. And now you're just like, boom, here it is. And now they have to have it. That, that in life right there, though. Like, in life right there. Like, I'm not just like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm dropping a, um, I got uh, my first album is, no, fuck that, yo. It's just gonna be the greatest, you know? You gotta have that yeah, I say, yeah, everybody yeah. needs a little, 
a little Kanye West, DJ Khaled energy sometimes. And you see what I just did right there? And even the way I'm speaking right now, right? right Before right. I was talking different, but now I'm like, yo, guys, check it out. Hold on. Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? Listen, yo, this album, right? I got everything ready. I got Tech Nine right now. Tech Nine's excited. I'm excited, right? Everybody in here is a little more excited now because it's going to be the greatest album you ever heard. Opposed to, yeah, uh, well, it's coming out soon, and I hope everybody takes a listen to it. No, nobody wants to. Who the yeah. fuck wants to listen to that? Yeah, Who the fuck sure. wants to listen to it? And the thing is, you have to believe that. Like, when I'm talking about my album, yo, Tech Nine's on it, Jelly Roll's on it. I'm not joking. This is, these are incredible artists. These are incredible people. This is an incredible album. This is incredible body work. I believe that. So it's not a problem. I'm not faking the funk if I'm out there like, yo, go check out my album. I promise you, you're going to like that shit. I'm not doing, I'm, yes, I'm being more energetic now, but I mean it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the thing. So walking around like that, you always, you always win. Don't give people that, don't even give people that opening to, sh to say something sly. Don't even give them like, what's up? What's 100%. up? What's your name? Like if someone whispers something or tries to hate, I'm the type of, what's up, bro? What'd you say? No, you said something? You're also you from the North. You Holla at me, man. Say it with your chest, bro. You got a problem? Is there a thing? Is there something going on? Does anybody have a problem with me? Does anybody want to hurt me in this room right now? Because if they do, let, let's, let's iron that shit out because no one's going to ever fucking hurt me right now. No one's going to kill me. No one's ever going to hurt me. That doesn't happen. So, like, I'm just going to make sure everybody in the room knows if you have an issue, I'm right here. We're going we to iron that shit out. Can I finish speaking now? Cool. And if you, if you move like that, some people may not like you. There's people that don't like me. This, sure. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Because I am who I am. I'm not going to change who I am because they don't like me. I'm just going to do my thing. But, yeah, it's almost like... I, part of that is like a defense mechanism too, though. You know what I'm saying? You gotta almost have that because I came up battle rapping in Queens and fucking taking the train, the Long Island Railroad to Queens to go to a barbershop with like 30 fucking people, and I would be like the white boy in there, the only the only guy that looks like me. And right away, as soon as I'm about to go, it's like fuck out of here, and someone goes over me. That can only happen so many times before I walk in like, hey, what's good, guys? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? I got some shit for y'all. It's only or or it's gonna eat you alive and you're not gonna go back to the battle. But I wanted to battle because I had shit to say. So I'm like, if the only way I was able to even get on the mic and grab the fucking mic is to walk up, grab the fucking mic, and be like, "Yo, I'm right here." Because no one was ever, no one gave me the mic. They still don't want to give me the mic. I'm still out here trying to get it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's it, man. You got you got to do. It. I like that though. I like that. Apply that, dude. And good luck with that with Put the drumming and all that. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, Jerry, uh, we, we got into a lot of, like, deep shit here, man. I really enjoyed it. We like to do something a little fun at the end. It's called Gun to Your Head. It's like a would you rather. We each ask two questions. You just got to pick a winner and an answer to each question, all right? There are a little wordplay okay. involved. It's not your, oh, Coke or Pepsi, Doritos. We try to do some wordplay, all right? You ready? All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. All right. So I'll go first on this one. So wait, I just say the word. I just say what I think of. Yeah, yeah. Answer okay. the question, pretty much. Well, right. Yeah, answer the question. Yeah. All right. All right cool. So for one week, would you rather watch Harry Potter or do pottery with a guy named Harry? <laughs> uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. I, I don't know who Harry is or what he's about. But, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Sounds like a fucking. Sounds like a weird time. Right. Would you rather be in the Foo Fighters or see a reunion of the Fugees? Oh, reunion of the Fugees. I love the Fugees. Figured yeah. you were a white cliff guy there. Yeah, yeah, go white yeah, it's easy. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go next. I'll go next. Um, so there's the H in the middle of your name. Would you rather everyone mistake it and always call you Terry or never be able to pronounce any H noises again? 
It's really good. <laughs> everyone, everyone mispronounced it because I got a rap, so I got to pronounce all the H noises. I, I, I knew that was a I need all the, uh, the noises, yeah. Hi, this is uh, Okay, would you rather uh, go to war with Tony Montana or live in Montana for a year with a stranger named Tony? <laughs> Wait, what was the first one? Go to war with Tony Montana? With Tony Montana, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I definitely I would definitely probably live with the stranger. I ain't fucking with Tony Montana. Are you won't go to pottery class with Harry. Nope. <laughs> Tony's a much more inviting name. Yeah, he's from Long Island. He Tony did. Tony sounds okay, man. Harry sounds a little creepy. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm from New York, bro. Everybody's named Tony. You know what I mean? Hey, it's it's like Tony. Tony sounds like my brother. Right, yeah. All right. Uh, would you rather listen to the soundtrack of Fiddler on the Roof every day for a year or be stuck on a roof with nothing but a fiddle? <laughs> well, listen to the soundtrack at least. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't like heights. I don't like heights. All right. Would you rather eat 10 quarter pounders with cheese or eat a quarter pound of cheese in 10 minutes? <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Uh, I'm going to go with the 10 quarter pounders, which sounds horrible, but I, I, I don't think I can eat that much cheese. I like a quarter pounder. All right, Jay, you, you, you got to pick a winner here. What was your favorite question? Uh, I'm going to go with the Harry Potter shit. That's yes! terrible. I, I, am, I just You're not way God. too happy. <laughs> I have a And he's that happy about it, so I'm glad I picked you. He's really happy about that. You've been there before. I have to. Show some glass. got no glass, yo. Watch Harry Potter for a week or do pottery with a guy named Harry. Yeah, that. You're right. It was a great question. I did you know, But we don't play favorites here. Uh, Jerry, this this was really fun, man. Um, I, I hope you had a good time. I hope it was different than other interviews you've done. Wait, wait. First off, I want to commend you guys. You didn't ask like maybe one or two, but like literally, I feel like a lot of people start a podcast and then even some of the bigger ones. And I said this on another one, and then I probably I'm probably offending other people again. Don't really care. Uh, a lot of people just must Google like ten questions to ask an artist, yeah, and then they yeah. all ask the same fucking question. So yeah, it gets like sometimes I get a little bit like I, I agree to do all the podcasts. I'm like, all right, here we go. But this was actually fuck. This was a blast. I appreciate y'all. Also, I don't know if you guys follow me. I'll follow back, man. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, keep in touch, man. I I love the East Coast vibes too. And right. the fact that y'all uh, y'all know strange so well on the East Coast is rare. Because I feel yeah, like no, it's huge. Uh, New York, New New Jersey. Jersey. XSIQ uh, over here, uh, he uh, he's he's a, that's his favorite label of all time, honestly. Oh, so yeah, Word. Uh, I up, I have to ask too for like a minute, just if possible. If not, and I know you and Tara have to go, that's fine. Uh, he actually has rapped for UB before and rapped for DJ Hoppa. If XS could IQ spit something really quick, and you give Fuck us yeah. a let's go. go. Right. Yeah, everybody, appreciate it. All right, word. Um, I'm gonna do this is a verse called The Sleepless 24. Let's get it. Work. Yet again, a sleepless night, it's time for another lullaby. You know, I gotta get the sequence right, so I devise up another bunch to try. You never seen impulse like mine? When I catapult my mind, I'm fiendish, making them squeamish, but I'm living them screaming. What, what a guy, there's something inside you, muddy with lies. I'm one amongst you, we covered the rhyme to cover the rubble under from the struggle with one another, overcome it and rise. When you look up at the skies, are you provoked with thought? 
When you think about your life, you can take it full advantage of it or not. If you tend to forget it, we're looking better and better because the head of a veteran coming deadly as ever. You gotta let up the dread if you ever wanna be getting instead of looking at everyone thinking negatively. Maybe sever the rhetoric with the venomous element. If you get him ahead of it, we can tell for the hell of it. I'm a devil with the flesh if we keep it heaven. No guessing we go and revel the exit a second definitely. And of course, just when I feel as though I might have left an impression, snap, you're wrong. It's just an afterthought. There's no flexing for second. So if I keep my methods reckless with an unrelenting aggression, on a quest to leave them perplexed in my endless pursuit for perfection, you're stepping with the legend. Can't believe it that your second guessing quick to redirect your hex inception let it deep into your head infested left for dead never to be mentioned there's a reason for no recollection undefeated under stress no question with the seekers of direct injection never gonna let them in if they can't even sense we got 40 percent at half max speed are they ever gonna try to come a step to me when i'm running a full tank i'll be laughing please i just did this thing 10 different ways like a flipping trapeze all right for real i'm actually gonna go and try to snack some sleep peace Hey, yo, that shit was fire, dude. <laughs> that was fucking yo. I can see the, I can see that strange is your favorite label, man. That shit was major, fucking, major influence. Bro. Listen, I feel like that was uh, ten out of ten, man. For real, that shit keep keep fucking grinding. That wow. everybody tries to to uh, damn everybody tries to chop, man. And I didn't, I didn't really know what that. Uh, I didn't really understand what chop meant to be mm -hmm. honest until recently, uh, but. You are a chopper, my friend. You just chopped that shit the fuck yeah. down, bro. That shit was fire, dude. Thank you, you so much. Yeah, definitely hit me up, man. Follow me. Let, let, let's talk, dude. That was I dope. I got you, man. Uh, Jerry, do you know Benefit being from the East Coast, the rapper yeah. Benefit? Best yeah. rap, one of the most underrated rappers of all time, right? Like, bro, I mean, I'm, like a, I'm actually like a uh, really big fan of, of Benefit. Yeah. Me too. One of the first, uh, everyone is. Bro, <laughs> yeah. you guys are like, you guys, yeah, you guys are what, 30, someone said, 29? 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Yeah. I'm the same age, man. When I was... Yeah, when I was fucking twelve, uh, proceed with caution. Bro, and, bro. Yeah. oh my god, <laughs> bro, my my half my name, true exact exact. I got it from his song. Oh fuck. Okay, yeah. I'll give you I'll give you one thing. I, uh, I thought everyone said he died. Right, right, yeah, because he that's said not, the n word true. in a battle or some shit. Yeah, that was a rumor. He said the n word in the battle. Is that what? That happened? was the rumor. That was the rumor. Yeah. Oh no, I thought he actually like I heard that he actually like passed away. Like he was he was dead, and then uh. Then I found him recently, cause I'm talking like six months ago, because my right. mind went like, damn, benefit, man. Yeah. I wonder what he's doing, like, you know? And uh, DM'd him, man, he left me on scene. Let's keep it real. Benefit, <laughs> holla at me, let's work. Yeah, he left me on scene. I was like, yo, really, bro? Like, I'm not even, I, I don't even, um, I don't even know, you know, what his follower count is or anything like that. But I kind of remember looking at his page and going, oh, damn, yo, this guy's like really accessible. Um, and then I hit him up and he didn't, he didn't respond. I was he like, doesn't right. but that's not even a knock from everyone I've talked to. Like people like he has, he doesn't respond to like, he's a ghost man. Like maybe and he doesn't, yeah, maybe he doesn't use, uh, I mean, I think it was on scene. I can't say it was definitely seen, but I, I was fucking around, but, uh, yo, y'all should try to get him on here. Cause like, I feel like tried, there's, there's a niche group of people that probably really give a fuck. Bro, about I would, I would give like, that's my number one or two guy to talk to. Like that uh, motherfucker has so much influence on me as far as like trying to rap and stuff. And like, he's like Kaiser Sose. He's like a ghost. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even fucking know him if you saw him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't even know if he had like any like photo photos. Like I kind of know what he looks like, but I remember that that with the little mi mic and the yep. sound card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, fuck, man. Actually, I do. I do know. And I and uh, what was it? Friends. The song Friends. Yep. I throw yeah. me on my back yeah. with my real and so sick was amazing. I don't even think that man ever made a video or nothing. Nothing. No more. Hit me if you need me. We over here, man. Much love, guys. Keep grinding. Keep doing this. Don't stop, man. That, that's Thank you. I love talking right. to people from the Northeast. See you guys. Yeah, me yeah. too, man. Nice <laughs> love.